1: Here's your host, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It As It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay. As always, today we are continuing our player review slash preview series and wrapping up the defense with the newest member of the Avalanche's defense because we didn't add anybody in free agency. So technically still is the newest and is going to be here for a little while still. Josh Manson signing a four-year extension with the team after being acquired by the deadline and uh, turned out to be a rather important piece for the team and for winning the cup.
0: Yes, and I think me and you both were shocked that we re-signed him because I think we had all come to the understanding or the assumption that he wasn't going to re-sign with the abs because we didn't have the money. Um, I, I so- think
1: i verbatim said like of all the players that are currently needing new contracts, I think he is the most likely to leave. Yeah. Because you just, I,
0: I, no one expected him to resign. There were no rumors coming out that he was even close to re-signing with the abs. And then let alone, what was it like an hour or two before free agency started?
1: It was like the, re-sign. It was the day before, basically. Yeah. That was just like, yeah, the abs of Josh Manson are still talking. And then like an hour later, he was done.
0: He was done. And it's like, what the fuck? How did that happen? Yeah. So um, I think it's a good signing. Uh, keeping Josh Manson around is not a bad thing. When you have the best decor in the league, uh, it's never a bad idea to have good defensemen in your organization. Um, did we – Do I think we paid a little bit too much.
1: Yeah. But I, I, mean, think, what are you do? I think it's pretty in line, honestly, like, yeah, 4.5 is quite a bit, but he made 4.1 on his last deal. He gets a 400 K increase for four years. It takes him until he's 34 and stylistically good fit on the team. Hasn't had a full training camp with the team or anything like that right. kind of got thrown into the fire and we're very lucky he ended up working out in the playoffs for us. But like, yeah, it's a little much probably still would have gotten more once he hit the market. Yeah, I mean, he
0: probably gotten five somewhere else. I, I mean,
1: we keep saying that, but you never know. The market did get kind of clogged for a little bit this year. Yeah. I, I, mean, I imagine he would have gotten the same deal elsewhere. You think so? Probably. Maybe a maybe a tad more for maybe extra okay. year.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely uh it's going to be interesting. Um I think it's going to this contract's not going to age poorly. Um it's just I, I w- it was still so unexpected that I'm still having like is it weird, to you still, that he's going to be a member of the Avs
1: like this upcoming season? I think I've accepted it now at this point, especially when you look at our defense top to bottom, one through six. This is the best defense in the NHL. The fact that oh. we're on the sixth defenseman episode and we're just now talking about Josh Manson is kind of ridiculous because no one else in the league comes close to this amount of defensive depth.
0: No, no one does. And it's it's going to be tested again because injuries happen. Um, and you're going to have to cycle through your defenseman. So you're going to need a lot. And I just, I, it's still weird to me. Cause I, like I said, I became so accustomed to the fact that he was leaving and we were going to end up keeping like Jack Johnson again. And that was going to be our sixth defenseman for the year again. But let alone Joe Sackick and Chris McFarlane work some magic and they find a way to keep a good player in Colorado.
1: Yeah. Especially a player in Manson that we found is just stylistically a good fit with the team. And yeah. a great fit with Sam Gerard, as we found for the short time they played together.
0: The very short time they played together. But I'm excited to see them this upcoming year play together because they do. I mean, Josh Manson, we, we talked about Eric Johnson in our last episode. Josh Manson is like just a recreate reincarnation of Eric Johnson, except
1: four years younger. Yeah. And Manson added a, another level of physicality to this defense that wasn't always there. We talked about EJ on the last episode. Big guy. Not the most physical player in the world. Not the kind of guy. Like, he'll throw hits, but he's not seeking them, if that goes out and makes any sense. Manson is just, like, you have Gerard there. Smaller, puck-moving guy. Paired with him, Josh Manson. Bigger guy who is great at tracking down players and making them feel his presence.
0: Yes, feel his presence. And he, what was it? His first game, he had 10 hits with the, app yeah, the, the his the first app?
1: game right after the deadline against the Kings, that blowout win. He had 10 hits. Yeah. He was a a missile.
0: That's hilarious. Like, you never see a player getting 10 hits. It's 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 also a
1: very funny thing. Like, he didn't know anything about the system. He didn't know what he was doing, where he'd be paired, where he'd be paired. His mind just immediately went to my job is to go out and just fuck shit up. Yeah. And that's
0: what he did. That's what he did. And he did it really fucking well. So, um, I mean, you look at his regular season with the Avs, not particularly like great. It
1: took a minute. Yeah, it took a minute, especially with the the defensive structure and everything. It definitely took him a little while to get acclimated in the system. Because after that first game against the Kings, there was a little point in time where we were like, "Is Josh Manson good?" Yeah, we definitely. I think we had those conversations on the show. I think we did, because we we're just like, you know, it's still early, and I think he's gonna get better. But Josh Manson just had a pretty bad game. Yeah. I mean, what was he? He was he was minus 11 with the abs in
0: his 22 regular season game. So he wasn't particularly great, but we kind of knew that coming into the when he when we acquired him. I, I remember Ducks fans telling us, like, enjoy him, but he, he, he can sometimes be liable to fuck up every once in a
1: while. Yeah. And that was still kind of the case even when things got better. Y- yeah. You would basically come on here every episode and be like josh manson is good for one oh shit moment a game yes. no matter how well he's playing even when he's having the game of his life there's always one where it's just like what's the thought process <laughs> what are you thinking dude yeah because uh, like I, I would really just love to hear an interview with josh Manson after some of these plays and just be like what was your train of thought on this decision
0: <laughs> it would i can imagine what it'd be those would be some fun conversations but uh I'm yeah, not. I mean, he, I'm
1: not brave enough to ask him. I'm not saying yeah. that shit to Josh Manson. Yeah,
0: like, hey man, you fuck up at least one time a game. Like, what? What are your thoughts on that? What dude, is who, that? Who the fuck are you, dude? Um, so, yeah. But then in the playoffs, I I thought he was pretty damn good. He was
1: strong. Like he was just a solid defenseman, much like the conversation we just had about Eric Johnson. He was just really solid. And yeah. that that game one against St. Louis, he picks up that overtime winner. It's just it's the same thing I said about EJ last episode. It's just Manson playing as well as he did is so frustrating for other teams to deal with, especially when Kale McCarr and Devontaes are not on the ice.
0: Right. And I mean, Manson in that St. Louis
1: series was phenomenal. He was arguably one of the better really guys good. in that series.
0: Yeah. He had the game one winner. He had that beautiful play. I think it was game four or no, it was game six where he set up JT Comfort's first goal. He made a beautiful play, he had a shot, it was a rebound right to JT. So, um, and that St. Louis series, he was fantastic. Uh, and then we go to the Edmonton series. Game one was, um, not in, Josh Manson's in, best. Display. An eight
1: to six game is not really an indictment on strong defensive play across the board, right? So <laughs> We're, I don't think we're gonna pin that one entirely on Josh Manson for there being 14 goals in that single game. But for the rest of that series, he was great. I thought, I thought he was pretty great. He's yeah. got he's got that weird little snipe sometimes when you give him oh, enough. Yeah. like every once in a while, Josh Manson, especially that that game one winner, that game two goal against Edmonton, and that goal he had in the final. Like he just randomly snipes sometimes. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, His and it was fun to see him. It was fun to see him get adjusted to the system because he was jumping up in the play all the fucking time. Yes. Like He he really took to heart like, hey, you can jump up in the play whenever it's responsible. And even if you don't, we have another good defenseman back there who's going to cover for you.
1: And where did we see that case in point? The game six winner against the Tampa Bay Lightning, he jumps up in the play, creates the whole thing, and <laughs> leads to the Arturi-Lekin and Stanley Cup clinching goal.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at his playoffs as a whole, man. He was rock solid. Three goals, five assists for eight points, and he was plus six.
1: Yeah. That's really said, fucking good. It, there was really not much to complain about outside of like what we just talked about, like those isolated incidents where he just kind of blindly like fires a puck up the middle like it's a grenade sometimes. But it's not like he does that all the time. He does it once no. per game. He barely does it twice. He does it once per game. It's just, is it at the worst possible moment, or is it with six minutes left in the second period and nobody cares?
0: Yeah. And usually it's, it's usually in like the early part of a game. So you can live with that. Yeah. I mean, if I'm looking back on that Edmonton game one, he played 12 minutes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's definitely not a focus on defense in that game.
0: He was still plus one somehow in that. Oh no, he was minus four.
1: Excuse me. Yeah. You're looking at the, you're looking at the next game, buddy.
0: Yeah. No, he played 14 minutes in game one. Yeah. He was minus four. Not, not good. Not good. But after that, I mean, he was just another guy who played 15 to 18 minutes a game and yeah, averaged I mean, about 20 shifts a game, 22 shifts a game.
1: So, Yeah, I mean, these, this, I feel like Manson is the guy that really helped push us over the top into just being oh, yeah. so far ahead of everyone else. It was a great pickup by Sackick and the scouting staff because it's like I said – when you have a one through six as good as the abs is, it's infuriating, especially if you're a team like Edmonton, who really doesn't have a one on their defense at all to go up against a team that has six NHL worthy guys. And arguably fifth, arguably sixth is Manson. I mean, it was, it was definitely at least fifth or fourth once Gerard went out. But yeah, no, I
0: mean, he was, I would argue that the abs defense was one through five.
1: <laughs> at, at, at certain yeah, points or half of the playoff run we yeah. just kind of ran with five guys and we yeah. won anyway hey everybody hope you've been enjoying this episode so far interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings sportsbook Football fans, the first Sunday of NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of football season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's real simple. Bet on an NFL team to win, and if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if they go on to lose, you get your money. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the nfl minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details now back to the episode so like that's still so funny to me like we're gonna have a brief little thing about jack johnson in the departures episode so we can talk about him here a little bit it's still so funny to me that jack johnson who was like the consensus like worst player in the nhl coming into last season and from me too like i was freaking out obviously when we signed him to that pto is just was number six on like one of the best teams we've ever seen oh it's it's hilarious it's so funny to me i'm gonna cherish that until my dying breath
0: yeah it's hilarious because like even like guys like like curtis mcdermott and ryan murray like those guys like still get their names on the cup but they didn't really play a factor in um in us winning the cup but yeah jack johnson played i think like nine minutes a game
1: (laughs) like essentially
0: Yeah, like it it wasn't a lot. So to tie it back to Manson, I mean, Manson picked up that role. He didn't have a consistent D partner. It seemed like the entire playoffs, like it seemed like he had a rotating battery of who was his other partner. Yeah, Um,
1: he he started with Gerard, That was a really solid pairing. They were really good together. The two were really good together. And then it started to be Jack Johnson.
0: Yeah, which Jack Johnson was solid last year, but he did – kind of it's still
1: jack johnson yeah as an old jack johnson no less being relied on and he's playing six minutes a night
0: yeah so i think you give josh manson sam gerard hopefully healthy for a whole year sam gerard's in a prove-it year um and if they can both stay healthy i think that's his partner and they were really fucking good when they were both healthy
1: Yeah, it's like we just talked about with Bo and EJ. Like, these are two guys that complement each other very well. You can get Gerard, who can move the puck up the ice, and you have Manson, who's probably a little better suited to stay back and hold down the fort, but also has the ability to jump up in the play if need be.
0: Right. So I look forward to seeing them both uh, playing together. I think he just needs this consistent D partner, and like you said at the beginning of the episode, he's going to get a full training camp with this team. And I think that's going to be absolutely massive for him.
1: Yeah. Cause like, it's just something that kind of gets ignored for like trade deadline guys every now and again, they really just get kind of thrown into it. Oh yeah. It's like you're traded one day you're in Anaheim and you have no expectations of winning. Like you just, you just don't, you're, you're the ducks you're out of the playoffs. And then two days later you've been traded and now you're already playing with the abs and you have, massive Stanley cup aspirations. Like it's a massive jump in mindset. You got to learn all the new plays. You got to learn the system. You got, you got to learn everyone's little tendencies. Like what, like what does Sam Gerard look like when he's going to pass you the puck? Like what's his body language, like all that stuff you got to learn. Now he's been acclimated with the team. He's won with them. And now he's going to get, he's going to get that all banged into his head. And he's got a head start. Cause he was already here already last year. I think we're going to see a, just a really solid Josh Manson this year.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if you look at his career, he's not going to be the type of guy who gets 40 points, but not even if you, close. Yeah, not even close. If you can, he's kind of the same thing as EJ. If you can get five goals and 15 assists out of him, 20 points,
1: that's a good year. Like it Generally, if you get 10 points out of Josh Manson, double thumbs up. Yeah, you'll take that all day. So I I don't really
0: think we should expect him to be like a whirlwind offensive hero, but I do think he's going to be productive and him playing with Sam Gerard, I think is going to be beautiful to watch. Um, so that's kind of where I see him for next year. Uh, and like I said, some people will probably complain about that contract here near the, I like d-
1: maybe two or three, three years well, in. Like, I also don't think it's impossible to get rid of it. It's four and a half. Right. Like it's four years. Like let's say Manson's got two good years in him, And in years three and four, he's just not great. That's not that hard to get rid of. Yeah. Like, I, I, mean, I feel like a lot of people look at contracts and be like, he's going to be here the entire time. It's impossible to get rid of. You're going to have to buy him out or attach a first-round pick. I don't I don't think you really need to. No, and
0: like, I mean, not- the abs have shown. They aren't like the Maple Leafs. Like, the Maple Leafs have had to trade away their first-round pick, like, the past, like, two years because they have to dump contracts.
1: Right, and, like, he's 30 right now. He's not 35. Like, he'll be 34 when that contract ends. And if you've got to move on... The final year of that contract and buy it out. It's not the end of the world. No, like, it's it's not like a nuclear option. Yeah, yeah. A lot I think I think some
0: people will be like that. Four million probably could have been allocated to a guy like Nazem Kadri. Sure,
1: um, but it's also now you have confirmed the best defense in the NHL through six. Well,
0: I mean, if you think about it too, at the time that the Avs signed Manson to that deal, the thought was Kadri was going to get eight nine million a year. And as it turned out, he got didn't get as close to that as we thought. So yeah, in hindsight, you probably could have let Manson walk and resign Cadre. But
1: I mean, I mean at they, the time they tried. Signed, you have no idea. Maybe with the Cadre stuff, they tried. They really yeah. did. They took an honest tryout even after Manson was signed, and it was possible. But like either way, the either way you look at it, you're probably moving. You're if you don't sign Manson and you get Kadri, your defense is weaker. It's kind of the same conversation we've had about Gerard with that whole thing. Is yeah, you can get Kadri for seven years at seven million, or you can lock down the best defense in the NHL and really not have to worry about it for a couple of years. Right. And maybe Newhook's ready this season, and maybe he's not, and maybe he's ready next season, and you just save seven million dollars. Yeah, so it keeps your
0: flexibility open as a team. And if McKinnon really wants fourteen million a year, then yeah, you're gonna need that extra money. So. um, I think it's gonna be a good contract. I think Josh Manson's gonna be a real rock solid player for the Avs again next year. Um, what is your grade for Josh Manson?
1: I'd give him a B. I and mean, in the regular season he wasn't great. I can't really hold that against him too much just because it what it took a long time for him to acclimate in the playoffs. He just he did his job. He was solid. He picked up some clutch goals along the way. I feel like that just marks out a real solid B, eighty five percent.
0: I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think a B is just a real rock solid grade for him. And if that's the Josh Manson we get for the next four years, you're going to be extremely happy. Yeah, because not it's- everyone can be Devontae's or Kale McCarr. That's just it's not possible.
1: Yeah, and he's making I I believe a pretty fair amount of money. And you've still got a couple good years left in him. And you right. give him some good D partners with Gerard or Byram or whoever else is coming along for the ride over the next couple years. And he's just going to be good. Yeah. So. Shout out Josh Manson.
0: You're a hero. Um, a trooper. You love your Chick-fil-A. Um, and yeah, I think that's it for Josh Manson. And now all we have left is for the player review previews is just some goalies coming up yeah. later,
1: later we this some, week. We got some goalies. S- since Georgiev wasn't here last year, we're gonna lump Georgiev and Frankie together in the one episode. Yeah. And then we're gonna our final finale is gonna be our departures, our our in memoriam reel of yes. the players who are no longer with us. We'll talk about in detail about Cadre because we haven't yet. Yep. It happened a while ago. We just haven't had the Cadre conversation. We'll talk about Berkey, which will be near and dear to my heart. We'll talk about Kemper. We'll talk about Knack. We'll talk about Sturm. We'll talk about our dear friend, Jack Johnson and Ryan Murray, which just happened. So we'll get to all that in time, but next up will be our goalies. But, That is going to do it for us on this edition of the Tell It It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Kale McCarr shirts are still available at DenverNoseBleeds.com. This initial batch, time is running out to get in on that one. If you wait a while and you buy it, you're going to have to wait longer. So might as well get in on it now while you can. Use promo code tell it, as it is at SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. Those ABS tickets are going fast. And that season, that's coming up a little closer than we think. That's a, just a little over a month away at this point. So get in on those tickets now. Use promo code tell it, as it is for access to the offer you want to follow us on twitter you can follow me at g youngs nhl you can follow christian at christian underscore belay and you can follow the show at tell it as it is. but we will be back in a couple of days talking about the goalies but until then we'll see you guys next time and let's go abs